In this episode, I'll be talking to Karen Partish, who specializes in craniosacral therapy for people and horses, and she also does distant energy work. She is a big part of my team for keeping me and my horses at our best. Uh, what she does is really deep and interesting and powerful work. So I think you're really going to love this. Here we go. Episode 21, interview with Karen Partish, craniosacral and energy work. Hi, I'm Karen Rolf, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony. Because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. All right. So today I am here with Karen Partish, who um, video classroom members may recognize her from uh, a couple videos that she's in, one on moving massage and in uh, and, and some interviews that Karen actually interviewed me. Uh, so welcome, Karen. I'm so glad that you're here. Well, thank you, Karen. It's, um, it's great to be here. I'm excited uh, to see you in this realm instead of doing body work when I usually get to see you and surrounded by horses, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Well, it's always fun to talk to you. So um, Karen, as I said before, specializes in craniosacral therapy, uh, CST for people and for horses. She's in Sarasota, Florida. And uh, she says clients typically find that her treatments involve deep relaxation and removing tension from our nervous systems, allowing it to have more energy to restore our natural ability to heal. And uh, Karen also uh, teaches hands-on skills for horses based in craniosacral therapy and does uh, remote energy work, which is really, really, really cool. Um, can you just start, I mean, we're gonna be able to go deep into this, but just start with kind of a quick description, if that's possible, of what craniosacral therapy is. All right, my definition of craniosacral therapy is that it's a light touch, hands-on manual therapy technique. And what that does, what we do with that is that it enhances the body's central nervous system surrounding fluids, tissues, and structures. And what that basically does is it helps the body elevate homeostasis. So homeostasis is all about the body's self-corrective mechanism. And I wanna help bodies feel better, <laughs> feel better, do better, perform better, be better, whatever, you know, whatever that is. Uh, I wanna create that space where bodies can feel better. So cool. I have to start this conversation about going more into this relaxation part because one of my favorite sayings, as you know, is everything comes from and returns to relaxation. So how is relaxation and healing related or how are they related? What a great question. Thank you for that. So if I cut my arm, my arm is going to do everything it possibly can to heal. And if I'm 
eating well and sleeping well and and living strong, it's going to heal cleanly and quickly and easily. And if I am not feeling well and not taking care of myself and overstressed, my body's still going to heal. It's just going to heal a lot slower and it might heal with maybe a little scar tissue in there. Okay. So what my work does is help take that stress off the system, let the body really deeply relax, and then find that in higher level of homeostasis so that it can heal in a more organized and functional way. So it's a little, um, I think about, often think about, um, you know, all the, all the red flags we have flying around us in our lives, right? You in particular, you're a busy woman, right? You've got a lot of things going on. And my job is to maybe lower those red flags a little bit, you know, and maybe not make them um, quite so over here, no over here, no over here, and how to just help the body deal with life, okay? And help make, how, how can we do that easier and softer and in a more organized and calm way? So interesting. And I definitely feel that when, you know, you work on me, I love my treatments because I'm just like, Karen, turn my brain off. <laughs> like, just <laughs> make me whole. And, you know, I first lay down on the table, I feel like I'm hovering somewhere above it. And by the end, I'm like, I'm in it. I mean, I'm just, I just melt. Um, I got a chance to really witness this very powerfully with some work that you did with Atomic. Mm. And, you know, anybody who has been listening to my podcast knows the story of Atomic and his recent uh, colic surgery. And um, Karen, you were such a big part of doing some remote work even before he returned home. And there were some really interesting things that happened Um with, you know, how I saw him relax into it. But the most dramatic one was after he came home. And actually, this was when you worked with him hands on, but he had been back from the hospital and he was doing well. And, you know, but after she worked on him, he just like the neck, I mean, I could see him relaxing and that all looked good. But the next day, he had relaxed so deeply. It was almost scary. Like I actually called the vet because I thought he was calling again, but the vet came and she's like, you know, I, she said, I don't want to do anything. Like he's okay. Everything is looking healthy. He just, to me, looked like a, like I described as like a zombie. So I call Karen and, you know, Karen part and she's just like, he finally relaxed. He's going deep inside. I'll let you explain what you thought he was doing, but that lasted a, you know, 24 hours. And then he was really himself. Like he'd been home, he'd been alert, but it was after that moment that I felt like he really started feeling like the familiar atomic energy that I know. So what was that? (laughs) I mean, cause it was so deep after, after a week of just a lot of trauma and a lot of stress and, you know, big stuff going on with him. It was so deep relaxation. It was scary for me to see a little bit. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So So I do want to back up a little bit um, and talk about when I was over 
uh, close to just outside of Wellington um, when I got texts from you and other people on your team. I was just finishing up a, a day of treating over there and I had a long drive home and um, I'm hearing atomics in trouble, we need you. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know? so I, I pack up my stuff and I get in the car and I call Shauna because I know you were busy dealing with it or I assumed you were busy dealing with mm -hmm. it. So I figured Shauna had a little more space and a little bit of perspective and could get me up to speed. So I got the quick, you know, three minute overview. I heard he was, um, uh, had to have major surgery and, um, it's a really big deal. Uh, and um, so the first thing I did was I, I just closed my eyes and remotely I checked in with Atomic and I'm, uh, I wanted to introduce myself. Atomic, you know, I know you know me. I've been on the farm before. I usually work with Solana, but and and then I hear I know who you are. And I'm like, OK, how can I help? And it was as if he needed this big ball of energy. So I just sent him this big ball of energy with the instruction, don't take it in all at once. Because <laughs> oh. I know he's a big energy horse and he loves feeling that. And so I, um, I gave him that and he felt like he was okay then. But it was so hysterical that little, um, that first couple minutes, you know. So as I'm driving home, about every half an hour, I check in and like send like another little bit. And I could tell it was hard for him to receive it. So I would like put it in the corner and let him know when, when you're ready for it, it's in the corner. And um, it was so interesting to drive home and have that kind of dialogue with him and the next day and so on. And then of course we, we had a couple of up and down days with him and he, what he was showing me over those couple of days was he takes in a ton of work um, because he's used to working with you, right? You take in a ton of information and he's good with that, except he's dealing with this trauma, right? And surgery and the medicines and um, being tubed and everything else that they're being so invasive, right? And and importantly, it's all the right stuff, right? So they're yeah. taking really good care of him. And um, and he would take in a whole bunch of stuff, and then he would really need to rest, right? And then he'd come up, and he, then he'd need to rest. And so I had kind of felt this up and down with him already from a distance. And then when I got to uh, come up to the farm and work with you and with him that day, um, uh, he was so interesting. We did a lot around his jaw. He had so much tension, which is very typical. Anytime we or them get in this a tense situation, our jaws tighten up. So working a lot with his jaw, plus he had been uh, anesthetized and everything else. Mm. So. I was way more concerned about the other parts of him versus the actual surgical part. Yeah, that's what was interesting because you didn't just go there. You know, right. you really, and you know, all the tubing and all that, you, and I love what you, you know, you listen to them. You always yeah. say that, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you went where, where he sent you. Yeah, because I know from him and what his body was telling me and just that, 20 years of history, if I can get his jaw to relax, it's just going to be easier 
for him to relax everything else, right? And we know when we don't feel well, we're just hanging on, hanging on. And I wanted to help him release that and to see what of the emotional part of the trauma he could release as well. And for him, it seemed a lot more physical that day, although driving away, it felt, I could feel like that emotional release, you know, that mm -hmm. um, softening, like, oh, oh, thank God that pressure's gone kind of thing. Yeah. So it didn't surprise me that he went and did that deep dive sleep. Um, for people listening, um, I, I equate it with, um, there's some people who get, start to get a cold and uh, if you're like me or like Karen, you just push right through and pretend you don't even have it, right? And there are those that will just go to bed for a day and a half and sleep it off and then wake up as if nothing had happened. Atomic's one of those latter ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Where he just wants to go and really rest and recover and restore and poof, he came out of it with the, the emotional trauma really at a minimum and it was quite amazing to witness. Like I said, it was, it was so dramatic, but, you know, for me to actually call the vet, cause I was, you know, pretty <laughs> on yeah. edge there and, you know, she, to have the vet look and she's just looking, she's like, I don't want to do anything. Right. She, you know, she's like, and I was like, but he's like a zombie. She's like, he's okay. I just, I don't want to do anything. He's yeah. had so much and, you know, talking to you and you're just like, just trust it. He's gone inside. He's let. Yeah. And um, th that was, it was really quite dramatic. And yeah. <laughs> it was and important for me though, because um, I knew I had felt him the day before and I knew when we were finished, he, I knew because of how he felt, right? Mm -hmm. The cranial rhythm was telling me, oh my God, he's, he's back. He's organized. Yeah. It's functioning. Um, this is not easy. And he's, he's over the hump. You know, awesome. so, so I knew when I drove off the property that he was in a good, really good place. And so, yeah, um, to back up just a little bit, when I was driving over, um, sending these balls of energy um, to, to Atomic, I would send them to you too, but I would definitely put them on the side because <laughs> I know, I know how focused you get. <laughs> I know it was all about him. That's and for I sure. Didn't, I didn't want anything to distract you from that. Mm. And I wanted you to know that you were loved and supported and have that ball of energy like right there when you needed it. And well, it, I think I felt it. And it was, you know, just <laughs> it's amazing when you have, you know, like I say, my team. Right. So Shauna, who Karen mentioned, that's my assistant. Many of you know her and she's a dressage and actually licensed instructor. Also, she's my right hand person. And you know, just I can, when stuff like that happens, I'm not one to like post on Facebook, like my horse is colicking. I just that's not me. I just go 100% focused on what I need to do. But, um, you know, I felt that I had a team of energy happening in there. And, and I just want to take like a little moment because there's some of you who are just soaking this up who are listening. You're all about this. And I know there's some of you who are like, remote energy. What the heck is that? So I just want to put a little sidebar here. Um, I am a very science-minded person. I'm also a very energy-minded person, right? So, and Karen's raising her hand too. So the other Karen, <laughs> um, I, tr I do my best in life to approach everything with skepticism, openness, and common sense. 
right? So the skeptic, you know, I'm open. I know this stuff can work because everything is energy. But skepticism meaning, yeah, maybe not everybody can do it. And common sense meaning if you see what's happening <laughs> right before your eyes, like go with it. Uh, so I want to share the f- my first time I ever saw craniosacral work done was back mm-hmm. in New York with a, a vet and she was a holistic vet, acupuncture chiropractor, and she did, she would come and treat horses. And I remember looking going, all right, she's standing up there. She's got one hand on the sacrum and one hand on the withers and she's talking. <laughs> like She's not doing anything. Right. So I remember looking, I'm like, what is going on? She's just standing there with her hands like that. And uh, after a little bit, she said, you know, and the horse was kind of just standing there too. She went, oh, there it is. And immediately after the horse shook its head, snorted, put its head down, yawned about a million times, and then just like went into like bliss, you know, la la land. And I went, what was that? Like she felt it before she went. So craniosacral, I mean, to affect that deep, the the nervous system, the crane, you know, the cerebrospinal fluid. Karen, <laughs> how does <laughs> how does that work? Because I felt it myself, and it is such deep work. She just sits there doing quote nothing with her hands on me, and on the inside, there's all this stuff going on, and it's 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 pretty trippy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, what I imagine that might be. My ears are a mile apart. Yeah. My center line's moving all over the place before you put it again in the middle. I'm having images. I'm time traveling. What? How are you? <laughs> and it feels amazing. And I get up yeah. and I walk in circles. So how, and I know you've talked about, you know, the layer that you're in. She's, oh, now I'm in this layer. Now I'm that layer. Now I'm in, you know. Um, oh yeah. And the, the bones in my skull are all, you know, right. inflating like pillows. Um <laughs> how are you doing that? (laughs) Because there's stuff going on there. And I'd love to just hear a little more about the rhythms of the cerebral, you know, just go. (laughs) So there is um, this whole theory that the, uh, I was, I was, I did my cranial sacral training through the Upledger Institute. So for those of you who are really um, curious about craniosacral work. That's where I got most of my training. I have trained in other places and have read a bunch of other books and obviously expanded over the years. Um, And there's this wonderful dynamic that Dr. Upledger started with and this whole vision of this filling and emptying of the craniosacral system, which is uh, comprised of the, the membrane that's around your brain and spinal cord, right? And the fluid that's in there, the bones that are attached and, um, and that's the craniosacral system. So it is surrounding the brain and the spinal cord and the cerebral spinal fluid keeps it all juicy. And this, um, the flow of the cerebral spinal fluid has its own beautiful rhythm. Uh, in, in people, it's six to 12. In horses, it's a little more three to five cycles per minute. So it's, it's a big movement. And in a perfect world, it's big and strong and balanced and harmonious from tip to toe, right? Um, and we don't live in that harmonious environment all the time. <laughs> and so it's my job to listen to your body and find out where the 
the disharmonies of the rhythm is, where the rhythm is asynchronous, right? Where it's either going, um, where the right and the left are totally different, or maybe nothing's happening at all, right? And so what's, what's going on? And that's where the very light touch comes in. If I come in with a stronger touch, the body auto intuitively, you know, it, it, is, it is designed to, intuitive is the wrong word, it is designed to brace against a stronger touch, right? Mm -hmm. If I come in super soft, super light, the body doesn't have to brace and I can go deep into the nervous system quickly. Now, what I love about you and your approach, the dressage naturally approach, is that you're all about the communication, right? Having that conversation and all about less is more, all about relaxation, all about intention. So Dr. Upledger talked a lot about intention. So we come in with a stronger intention than a stronger touch. And we know how sensitive the horses are. So if I come in with too strong of an intention, they're gonna not be able to receive it. So it's my job to find out how to, um, how to have that conversation in such a soft and gentle and kind way that it's delicious for them, <laughs> right? Or you or, you know, Atomic when he's having surgery or, you know, um, you know, Solana when she's outstanding in her field, you know, <laughs> wherever we are at, at that, that moment. And um, because of the way you approach your horses, your horses already assume that I'm going to have a conversation with them. And so it's just a different conversation. But we're all, we're both approaching this, both you and I approach it from what's that feel like? What does that feel, right? So we get very sensory out of our thinking brains, if that's possible for people like you and I, right? <laughs> <laughs> and get into that, what does this feel like? And how to, um, how to play with that. And your horses, one of the things I really love about your horses is they're all about the play, right? They, they want to play. And sometimes they, they get that I'm there to help them work out an issue. And sometimes I'm just there to, to play, right? That entertainment, oh, let's make this work better or let's try this, let's try that. Uh, and they all know me after, you know, the several years that I've been coming up, um, they all, they know, you know, yeah. I'm, there, I'm there and they're like, oh yeah, work here. Oh yeah, work here. Help me with this, help me with that. And so they're, they're super clear and um, willing to take the work. What's beautiful is I need to, um, as I like to say, match the kindness in the tissue. So the kindness that I have with Solana is a different kindness that I have with Ovation, right? And a different kindness that I have with Teo and a different kindness with you, you know? Yeah. So I, um, I get to match that. Now, whether that's a frequency and vibration, that's part of it. But again, I, I love coming from that heart-centered place um, where I don't want to overwhelm them. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, you know, the energy for Ovation when he's having a, 
a big sassy day, you know, it's, it's big energy, you know? Yeah. And I, and I was just going to say that, like, it's really interesting when you get your hands on them or when you're around them, um, you know, and, and I guess even remotely, like the way they, each horse's energy interacts with you is so much the same as the training. So you'll get, you know, doing some of the elevation and like the way, the way the conversation is going and what you're reporting, you're feeling, I'm like, oh yeah, that's ovation. And it's completely different with Solana or, you know, Natia who doesn't. (laughs) Or Hotshot or. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all so different and it's just fascinating how it's, it's so deep in them. It is their being that we're seeing. And I, I love feeling, you know, I always feel like I'm, I'm, they're all just individuals. I look at everyone like this isn't, it's such a complex individual. Every being is different. And it's just really fun to get that other layer of knowing them deeper on that level. It's not just someone coming in and, you know, moving, massaging a muscle or cracking a joint, you know, a chiropractor. It's just like, you're so in there with them. It's, I find that really fascinating and, And I think that's why I've, you know, so many modalities work, they all can work. But um, I found with your work, it just, I feel it the next day, it just feels like it goes in so much deeper. It's not like, oh, I was just stuck here or there. It's, it's very connected in their whole being and and attitude. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just gonna yeah one of the one of the things i love about this work um you're so um wonderfully goal oriented and willing to toss that goal out the window if something else comes up that might be more uh important for that moment and that's the way i feel my work is you know if you know that if I was up there and say we're working on Hotshot and I would say, okay, you know, what's been going on? And you would say, I'm, I'm just making this up, but say, oh, the right shoulder, he's been having a little trouble with his leads or something, you know, and um, I'm going to check in with him. And if he agrees that that's the topic of the day, then that's how I work. But if he doesn't agree that that's the topic of the day, then I work where he wants me to go. And then it's my job to figure out, is he avoiding the shoulder or is there something that's keeping, is there something else that's keeping the shoulder from optimizing, right? Mm -hmm. So a little bit like uh, Atomic after his surgery, when I was on on the farm with him doing hands-on work, even though his belly was the huge topic, there were so many other parts of him that were affected by that surgery. So by calming down all those other parts, it let the body focus on the main thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that about the yeah. work. I love yeah. that. So. And um, we, I think probably the, I think Solana was the first, the first horse I had you come and <laughs> my, my little princess. Um, yeah. I had, she's, she's interesting because she, she had several kind of things, but she, people have heard me talk about Solana before. She's by nature, the kind of horse who like you touch her and she'll stop, you know, you put your leg on to ask her for transition, stop, you know, she can very (laughs) 
opinionated <laughs> opinionated like when she was a baby horse i think i told the story she would like trot to the east but not the west you know i mean literally <laughs> you know just anyway you know what i mean but she's i mean oh my gosh karen she's just amazing now yeah. um and the her relationship with you was very much the same like how many sessions did it take you karen would get so close she'd be like she should be releasing now but she's not. And I'm like, yes, that's Solana. Like it's so close. <laughs> and there's that last little bit. Um, yeah. Maybe you can describe kind of that yeah. getting, you know, op- the gradual opening of Solana. Cause yeah. you didn't just manipulate, you didn't just go in and go, I'm going to manipulate this part of your body. It was, it was a real conversation agreement between the two of you. And then when she did finally release, it was like, how many yawns did she do? Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) So the first time I, I didn't, I, I knew your name and that was about it. And, um, a client, a client of yours and, um, a student of yours brought me over and, and, um, yeah, so I'm trading Solana and we're like, in the wash stall and then we're in the aisle and then oh, we're yeah. back in the wash stall and then we're faced the wrong way. And, you know, for me, it, it, it felt like more of a wrestling match, even though I worked at a very light touch, it was just the, she was we blocking were, you. We were having a <laughs> dynamic conversation. <laughs> and, um, and I, it didn't fit what was beautiful about that. And I, which I so clearly understood was that's her. She wasn't saying stop. She didn't say go away. She just said, this is really hard for me. Mm -hmm. And so it was my job to follow her. So I just did like all over the place, you know, head up, (laughs) head down on the ground, you know, in here, out here, all around. And um, when she finally like was able to start flowing again, um, she had a lot of congestion to start. And so to get that flow to happen, it took, it took a tremendous amount of energy from both of us. And so to do that only at five grams, at her speed, in her way, I mean, it was, it was pretty amazing. And by like the second or third time, she was falling asleep on the cross yeah. or, yeah. or in the wash stall, not, not tied up, but, um, but it and it was just beautiful. So she mm-hmm. figured it out like really quickly. But again, she she um, she, she wants it her way. <laughs> one of those smart mayors that's like, show me your papers. Why are you here? You know, exactly. what are we gonna do? And no, we're doing it my way. And I was like, okay. So it was um, really the epitome of listen and follow, listen mm-hmm. and follow, listen and follow, listen and follow. And now that I know so much more about dressage naturally and you and your approach it makes so much sense of that first session so yeah i remember yeah. i started apologizing to you and you were like no that's her exactly and i was yeah. like oh I my mean, god you get yep. it <laughs> solana it it was a it was an exercise in me in ex- experimenting and f- trying to find the little doorways that she would let me in and it was always with intention like you know every transition if i just put on aids for a transition she'd probably you know up like if i'm trotting and i ask for a canner she'd probably stop but i have to go solana i'm gonna ask for the canner and she'd be like no you're not no like okay solana i'm gonna ask for the canner some no you're not and you have Solana, and she's like i'm cannering (laughs) right you know exactly right i have to put the intention out there and then be ready to follow and go when she says go um 
now I want to bring up a subject. I know this is one of your favorite subjects, um, <laughs> even besides, you know, energy and relaxation, but fascia. Fascia. Oh my fascia. gosh. I am yes. fascinated increasingly with fascia. And um, yeah, can you explain just a little bit about how that all plays yeah. in? Because I know you do a lot of stuff with fascia. So fascia is really getting to be super popular now. So way back uh, when I, you know, I'm going to get me some, (laughs) get you more of it. Right. (laughs) Um, uh, They actually have international fascia conferences now. Wow. That's how important it is. And that's how significant it is. So um, to have an international band of uh, like-minded individuals getting up and talking about how significant and important it is and what they're learning about it. It's really, it's really critical. Um, My definition of fascia is that it's a continuous net-like sheet of connective tissue that binds, connects, glides, supports, and envelops all structures of the body. That includes- Sounds important. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds necessary, right? Um, That includes the cell wall and the nucleus of cells. So it's super important. Um, We want it to, um, it like, it's it's made up of um, uh, collagen and elastin. And then depending on structure and function, sometimes it has more elastin, sometimes it has more collagen. Okay, and then it's supported by what they call ground substance. And the ground substance has um, a lot of the nutrients that uh, the fascia lives in. For me, what I've discovered the past couple of years is extracellular matrix. And that's what it all lives in. The ground substance, the collagen and the elastin all live in the extracellular matrix. And actually the cells of the fascia make the extracellular matrix, the ECM, hmm. right? So there's this beautiful relationship between the ECM and the fascia. So there, and it's hard to determine where, where the ECM ends and the fascia begins. Okay, so, so we wanna be swimming in healthy fluids and which fits into my dynamic really easily, right? And supporting fluids and fascia in the body. So, um, and so back to fascia, I really wanna point out the importance of structure and function. So our lungs are full of fascia, right? A lot more elastin because they're moving in multiple directions all the time. And our Achilles tendon is in is all fascia too but more collagen right which is why it's easier for it to break when it's misused right so Hmm. had if it had more elastin in it it would stretch and not rip and tear but it also wouldn't support our leg well enough Mm -hmm. so again based on structure function yeah so And, and just this idea of that net is such a great um, visual and how, you know, something that's tightened on one side of the body, it's like, what's the analogy, like a hammock or something. And if you pull on one string, the whole thing, you know, twists and that, you know, it really is what's connecting. Yeah. So I, I love the, um, the, when I teach, sometimes I'll bring an orange 
And I'll talk about the, the skin of the orange is like one layer of fascia. And then you peel off just, just the orange part and you get to the pith. And that's a very different texture and feel than the skin of the orange. And then you peel that open and there's a center piece in the orange and that's fascia and that's different from the pith and the peel. And then you break open the sections and there's a layer, there's a membrane layer around each of the sections, right? And then you pop open the sections and there's these little seed pods of juice in there right? And all of those are surrounded and bound and supported and gliding, right? And show the different um, relationships that different fascial structures can have. So, so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. it is. So you talk, a, um, you, well, you were in a video in my classroom. Yeah, uh, I have this technique called moving massage and right. where I just have people you know, put their hands on their horse and feel and, uh, and just sort of invite relaxation. And you gave some, some suggestions just to help people with that. So is there, you know, the people listening, you know, uh, my tribe especially is really mm. seeking and desiring connection with their horse and to right. be relaxed and being with them. Is there anything you can tell people that can help them sort of drop in and hmm. connect better, maybe begin to sense this conversation through touch yeah. and energy with yeah. their horses. And I know it's a huge subject and it's a life, right. lifelong <laughs> training. So I, how, I get that. Like, can you today? give a tip on how to do dressage? You know, <laughs> I mean, I get that, but um, inside, like outside rain. First, 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 yeah, right. Inside, like it's rain. Drive, pull, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. Any, any sort of, if there are one or two things you could tell people that could help. Yeah. So, um, when, when you approach to help your horse relax, and and you're just gonna um, say we're just picking a scenario, and you're just bringing him in for a ride, or you know, it's a rainy day and you just want to hang out in the barn and try something different um, and do a little, maybe, maybe try a little hands-on work. What I'm going to strongly suggest is you work on um, being present, get out of your busy brain and, and leave the try on the side <laughs> right? and start to, um, I, I like to use the analogy of um, feeling my feet inside my shoes. It gets me out of my busy brain and it gets me sensory, right? Our horses are very sensory. So it helps us lower that uh, overthinking. And um, I don't really know your definition for active neutral, but I know mine. So I'm curious to hear yours. I know you talk about neutral and active neutral. Yeah. My active neutral, neutral, it's a state of the state of mind. Part of it is when you're wanting for nothing more, mm, right? Okay. So it's that, Beautiful. it's that state of right here is just perfect, you know, yeah. or just wonderful. And okay. physically it's where you're um, embodying, confirming and allowing that, which you asked your horse to do and nice. nothing more. Nice. Something nice. like that. <laughs> yeah. So active neutral, I, I love the term active neutral uh, because I, when 
I approach uh, a client, um, a body to work on, I want to be really present. So feeling my feet in my shoes, very sensory. But I also want to be an active neutral. I don't want to be that, um, you know, that person at the party that overwhelms you with their energy, right? (laughs) (laughs) I want to be really neutral. So I want to be ready to uh, meet Ovation's energy, but I also want to be able to meet um, Hotshot's energy when he's, you know, been out all day in the hot sun, you know, mm-hmm. and he's all laid back and super chill, which he's so good at. Um, so I want to be able to match that, right? Match that kindness in the tissue. And if I have a preconceived notion, there's a really good chance I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> right. So if I approach it from active neutral, so I'm neutral, but yet I'm listening, I'm receiving, I'm ready to go into an activity and I'm still in that pause place, taking in information, right? Mm, I love that. So it's really in the, it's like in the middle, it's centered. It's exactly. So I'm not taking, I'm not whatever giving. Direction. That's right. I'm, I'm gathering energy. I'm, I'm gathering information. I'm gathering the sensory stuff. So if the fly comes by, I can choose whether to shoo it away or not, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I want to start from. So that right there is a whole lesson in itself, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's simple, but it's a life's work. Exactly. And a moment-to-moment work, right? Because yeah, every day is different and every moment. And then I just want to gently, I usually start at the shoulder because that's a nice, easy place for the horse to receive me. So I'll just put one hand on and just, what am I noticing? What am I noticing? What am I noticing when I put a hand on? And we have to remember that when we, um, when we put our hands up, right? We fit, we're feeling nothing, right? This is what nothing feels like. Nothing in our hand. Right? So palm, this is what, palms up for, palms for those up, who yeah. can't, oh, won't right. be able to see the video first. So she's standing with her palms up. Yeah. Yeah. So palms up, hands out in front of me as if somebody was to hand me, I don't know, a folded blanket or something like that, that I'm feeling nothing in my hands right now. So if I put my hand on a horse, I'm going to feel that horse. And what am I noticing? Am I noticing their hair? Am I noticing their skin? Am I noticing their muscle? Am I noticing that they're twitching? Am I noticing that they're moving away or moving towards, right? All of that is information. And then from that active neutral place, what's the body asking me to do with that? And maybe I just wanna hang out and be with that for a while. So we are energy beings. Um, So we have a lot of energy to give. And those of us that really love our horses, right? We're, it's easy for us to give and it's easy for us to overgive easily. So again, back to that active neutral, we don't want to be that person at the party who's you know, had too much to drink and now they're (laughs) dripping all over us, right? (laughs) And and so we just want to match the kindness in the tissue back to that. And how can I be of service? Mm, How can I help you? Okay, so 
thank you for saying help. There's, um, there's a little quote I have here from um, a woman who uh, is considered one of the very first holistic um, physicians. Her name is Rachel Remen. And um, she's got, it's a, it's a long quote, but I'll read the, t- the two parts, the two yeah. sentences that I love. It's like, when you help, you see life as weak. When you fix, you see life as broken. When you serve, you see life as whole. <gasps> I love that. Okay. I'm going to tweak my saying because that's something in, no, yeah. I love that, that I, Isn't you know, when, when writers are having challenges, I'll say, stop and just ask yours. Hey, how can I help you? Right. Um, but I love that little, that it's a big tweak. How can I be of service? Right. Mm. How can I be? Of I'm going to see if I can train myself to change yeah. that. So again, I don't want to think that anybody's broken. Any, even atomic coming out of major surgery. It mm. was as if I needed to treat him as if that surgery didn't happen. Right now, if he wanted me to, sympathize with him or I could be happy to do that. But again, showing up at active neutral, I have to pretend like I have to meet the horse that's in front of me, not pretend, but meet that horse that's in front of me, not pretend like he didn't have that surgery and the big trauma around it. Right. And to show up as meet the horse that's in front of you at that moment. And And that's a challenge. That's a challenge when, you know, as a trainer and as someone, you know, where like you coming in where you can see and feel, you know, I don't want to use the word like where you could be of service, you know, like where you could and, you know, but to be patient and to, to know, like you said, with Atomic, you'll put it in the corner. Yeah. You'll wait for them to, to receive it to receive Receive, it, receive it at their own time in their Mm -hmm. own way. Right. And yet still we can have conversations about the congestion in Solana and what's going on and how we'd like to, you know, clear it. So I think that's, that's really, I think one of the hardest things in, in life, (laughs) I was going to say with horses, but it's not just with horses is, you know, the paradox of knowing where you want to go. Right. Yet being completely accepting of what's where actually happening where they're at yeah where they're at where absolutely at. absolutely that's so and cool. so again you know thinking of them as whole as complete as the rock stars that they are <clears throat> whether they're doing um you know one tempi changes and <clears throat> excuse me mp off and passage or whether they're you know outstanding in their field (laughs) (laughs) so again you know matching matching that perfectness and what and that being and and being of service how can how can i help and what i have consistently found is when you relax the nervous system the whole body because everything's connected everything's a unit right it's one whole unit so you help one part you're helping everything and so you relax the nervous system, the body can reorganize better in a more functional way. So structurally, they're going to be healthier. So. I love that you just wrapped it back to relaxation because everything comes from and returns to relaxation. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Good, bringing it back to that. All right. Well, lots of really interesting stuff that I think will give people a lot to ponder. And and I hope that um, people will seek out 
this kind of work. And um, I know, um, Karen, you've done workshops back before COVID when we could actually get get in touch, you know, to do workshops, um, teaching people how to do some of this stuff or be with their horses. And I know you do. um, uh, Well, maybe I could, you know, you can share where people can find out about you. And I think you said you had something special you wanted to um, offer for my listeners. Yeah, I do. I, uh, so if people want to reach, um, find out more about me, I have a website. It's, um, not as sparkly and shiny. It could be more sparkly and shiny. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, no apologies. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's lovely pictures of you and Solana and so on Aww. there and, um, which is always fun. Uh, so that's at karenpartish.com, K-A-R-E-N-P-A-R-T-I-S-C-H.com. And uh, for the listeners, for 30 days after this gets launched, so whatever day you put this out, you have uh, anybody who would like to try a remote session, I am due, I will offer you a reduce a floating rate. So between anywhere between 50 and $125 for a remote session. And if you are interested, call me or text me or email me and we'll set it up. We'll make it happen. Um, It probably might be outside that 30 days that we actually make it happen. Um, Probably I need about two weeks notice typically. Mm -hmm. So, um, so again, you've got a month and you can pay what you want for, for a remote session. And the one caveat that I'm saying, do not, call me in an emergency situation and ask me to help in that moment. That is, I, I will not. So um, don't ask me to do that because it'll put me in a hard place. And um, just know that if you're in a hard place with your horse, I'm sending you lots of love. <laughs> oh, thank you for being, that's really clear and really generous. I love that that floating thing. So um, 30 days from the the uh, release date of this podcast. So if it's five years from now and we're talking to someone in the future, right. just go to her website and contact her and see what yeah. she's doing now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So karenpartish.com and I'll have that written down on my website for this episode with some links. So you guys can find that easily. And um, yeah, I'll tempt you guys to contact Karen um, on our website. They'll, you know, there's the email, there's the ways to contact her. And um, I, I tempt you to experience it. It's pretty amazing. Well, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. It's, it's been, um, I have so much fun when I come up and treat you and your horses. And um, wh- one of the things I, I will share um, the day I came up and worked with Atomic, af- af- when he finally got home, I treated you as well. And, yeah. <laughs> and I, think, I think everybody listening can relate to how well you handle so many different things, right? You handle a lot of very busy things. And so I get Karen on the table and she's, you know, and that I'm fine everything's okay. And <laughs> yes, okay. There's, there's been a lot going on, but you know, I'm, I'm keeping it together. And um, she was a very different person when she got off the table. <laughs> it was, it was, I, think, I think my husband's very entertained by like the expression on my face when I come off the table <laughs> with Karen. I'm like, who's that floating by? <laughs> yeah, I think you got like 
um, you had lost uh, like some height when, <laughs> when all the stress going on and how tight you had yeah. gotten and being able to um, find your relaxation again. It was just yeah. really beautiful to feel that. And I think even you were surprised how much you were, had been hanging on to. Well, that yeah, what, that's what we do. You know, that's what we do. We're in, you know, in crisis mode and you, you know, just, you, you don't sleep, you don't eat, you, don't, you, you know, just keep taking it, you on just keep taking it, it in and, you know, emptying all my energy into, into atomic. So, yeah, I think, you know, we, there's many of you listening who can relate to that just to take it on. Mm-hmm. And I know we know we need, I know we're supposed to take care of ourselves first. And, uh, right. but yeah, I definitely, um, whenever Karen comes, there's one for my horses, one for me. Sometimes it's all for me. Yeah, Sometimes it's all that. for my horses, but I have trouble skipping my sessions with Karen because <laughs> she just really, that the deep relaxation and such, um, uh, it's it's hard to describe because it's it's not just oh I'm more relaxed. There's something yeah. very very a deep is just the word. It's just like it's working from the inside out, and uh, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Karen, for sharing all that stuff. Um, I just I love this kind of work. I love what you do, and I'm I'm hoping that if there's somebody out there who's never heard of this, that they they can find someone and give it a try and, and contact you to experience yeah. it. Please do, please do feel free to contact me with questions. I'm, I'm happy to, oh, um, great. I'm happy to answer questions. Oh, wonderful. So, great. Thank okay. you so much. You're right. very welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you to all your um, fabulous listeners and, um, and keep tuning in because Karen's got a wealth of information to share with us. Oh, so. thank you. So. <laughs> all right. I'll keep going. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.